Well, hello and welcome to Grading the World with Baker and Joe. It's been a quite an eventful week, so we've got yes. we're gonna, we're going to jump right in. First of all, you know, the good news, the obvious good news, Demar Hamlin is out of the hospital. He's back in Buffalo. He appears to be fine. You know, I don't think I don't expect there's really any going to be any kind of lingering effects from this. You know, it's not like he has a heart condition. Right. It was it was a, like a tragic accident, and he he's you know he's been he's recovered. And I want to shout out by name, you know, a couple of the people who were responsible for him being, you know, okay at this point. So the the assistant trainer Denny Kellington, uh, Bill's assistant trainer, is being credited for being the first to start CPR and apparently is also the one who intubated him on the sideline, which mm -hmm. the doctors credited with being crit both credited, both those things with being critical to his survival. And, you know, you mentioned last week, the, his, his, him asking the doctor if they won the game. And, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that, that the one, do the one doctor, you know, the two doctors, uh, Pitts, mm -hmm. uh, and and um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to scroll down to find the other doctor's name. Uh, but the two doctors, but this Dr. Pitts said, yes, you won. You won the game of life. And I think that the whole conversation about, you know, will he play football again is kind of marginal to all this. And I, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to anger some people here, but you hear there's a million people thanking God and there's not enough people thanking, you know, Dr. Pitts and, and William Knight, who is the other doctor and, and Denny Kellington to me, those are the, those are, that's who we should be thanking. You know, it was the quick actions of, of, of those three men who, who, save Demar Hamlin's life and enable him to be healthy enough to worry about playing football again. And the question of whether he should or not should be up to, to the doctors, but he's apparently back in, in Buffalo under the care of, you know, at, at, you know, at hospital care, the doctors in Buffalo after being at, but it's the doctors at the university of Cincinnati medical center who, who, you know, saved his life and, and put him in a position where, where that can even be, be a question. So I'd like to see more, more attention and more thanks paid to, to the, the people who, who acted quickly and decisively, you know, and, and put their, their training into good use. And our, 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 our friend Slava Malamu, who, who, you know, who we had on the show yeah, we, a few yeah. months ago, he, he tweeted that, you know, the kind of the, that same puzzlement that, you know, here in America, we, we would rather thank the mystical being in the sky than than the actual people. Right. Who, well, who look, I'll be life. like, I, I'm not one. So you be the reasonable one. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to be. It, it's not I'm not a religious person, but I also like to me. <clears throat> I don't want to be mocking of it because I think. In times like this, I do feel as though a lot of people look to 
God or, or look to something to make sense of life and nothing about life often makes sense. So I think it's for, for me as not a religious person, I understand and I respect the fact that people have that is their security. That is their belief. That's what their go-to. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I, although I, I, for me, I, I understand your point in that it, yeah, like it was these doctors, it, it was the assistant trainer doing CPR on the field. It was the doctors who took care of him at, at the University of Cincinnati. Um, and, you know, I, I think whether, you know, if, if an incident like this happened without a world in Twitter, the outcome would probably be the same because of the doctors. And, and you know, it, 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 you didn't need retweets to save this young man's life. Um, but at the same time, I do think what people look to in times like this is is, is God, is, is some sort of reassuring whatever, a sense yeah. of calm when there's nothing calm well especially because the 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 incident was kind of such a freak thing that right. there's not really much sense about it but I, I but and i kind of mentioned this a little bit when i talked about you know all the people who've told me that they're praying for me for me to recover and you know i am i am as agnostic as they come and but i understand that you know, I'm not going to turn down anyone's good en energy or push that well, away. I, that's I do believe in that. I do believe yeah. in sort of that positive energy. I do believe that there's some sort of cosmic, not to be too, you know, out there. Yeah. But, you know, there's like a cosmic energy that does kind of connect us all. I do kind of believe there's something to that. And if you if you want to call it God, if you want to call it, um, you know, whatever religion, energy, yeah. Right. I, I do but, believe there's that. But but the pragmatist in me wants to make sure that that the people who are who are actually responsible for saving his life are as recognized and as thanked yeah. as as this mystical being that may or may not exist. Please don't yeah. strike me down in this moment, God, if you're up there. But so I no, want to. So again, Denny Kellington, you are the hero he, here. You know, right? And and let me. I agree with you. I mean, and, and I think we 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 did. We graded the doctors and the medical staff and the trainers last week. They still get an A, in my book. Um, the doctors over there at the the hospital in Buffalo where Demar Hamlin was transferred to. I actually believe he's out now. I don't believe he's yeah. patient. He still has therapies and things like that. But yeah. you know all the tests that have been run, it's, it appears as though there was no pre-existing condition. So this right. was kind of a freak accident. And, 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 and no, la no lasting damage from him being Correct. without oxygen. Cause apparently they had to give him CPR again in the hospital. So, so he, he basically died twice, you know, and that, that's a, that's a miraculous story. And I'd like to he hear more about more from him. And I hope, you you and you're about to bring up another story and to talk about mm -hmm. in the context of of how we cover these things and I'd like to hear you know more from him about what that ex what that was like for him because I have you ever been knocked out on the field no I I I have and 
you know, the, you know, you don't, I, you don't remember. It's not like he's going, to, you know, his memory is not going to be of square squaring up for that tackle mm-hmm. and then waking up in the hospital. Like I was knocked out <laughs> covering a punt once, you know, <laughs> and like, just like flying down the field and I didn't see this guy. And all of a sudden, you know, I saw it on film, like the yeah. guy came and I, I like left my feet and flew like seven or eight yards before I hit the ground. And I don't remember that sequence. All, I remember breaking the huddle and, mm-hmm. and coming to basically coming back aware on the sidelines. Like I got up from that hit and like staggered mm-hmm. off the field yeah. and everybody's laughing at me. And you know, like, I remember that, but uh, it's basically like breaking the huddle and then coming to on the sideline. So he's going, his memory is going to have a little gap. He's yeah. not, he's so not going to re- remember that play. At even all. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, who is now s- still um, suffering his third, you know, um, having, symptoms from his third concussion this year when he played the same ironically the same field in Cincinnati when he was knocked out and had to be brought to the hospital um his he has no recollection of that play either so that's true I but so here's what I wanted to bring up there's another former NFL player Peyton Hillis played for the Browns uh played for the Giants um he's recently been in the news a little bit he his children were swimming I'm, I'm not exactly sure on all the details but he had to jump in and save his two children who were drowning and um he was able to do so and now he himself is in critical critical condition on a ventilator uh fighting for his life too and it's just it's interesting i i, I first and foremost i don't want to say that the coverage and attention that DeMar Hamlin got was undeserved um, at all. And, and I hope. No, but, but when you, when you brought this, when you brought Peyton Hillis up in our, in our pre-show conversation, I had not even heard about this. Right. So that's and, how little this has been covered. And, and it's, so it's, it's to me, and I, and I mean, no, not at all any disrespect to if DeMar Hamlin or any his family members or friends are listening to our show, right? That's not my intent to say that it, it wasn't deserved um, and it wasn't a good thing, but I love how we as people and, and you and I, Joe, we complain about things all the time and we're that grumpy. Mostly me, office, mostly me. Yeah. Right. But when stories like this happen, like uh, DeMar Hamlin, to go back to him, right? His GoFundMe account that he started the day he got drafted for his mother's his mother's child care center that was stuck on like a hundred thousand dollars blew up to almost five million. Wow. Right? And nobody cared. Nobody at before they donated, before they tweeted to him, before they prayed for him, whatever, nobody asked who he voted for. Nobody asked where he aligned on certain issues, we saw a human being who needed help, right? And so that's all good. But too often, like, I want to continue that vibe. I want to continue that. Here's another human being. And and I'm not saying, I I don't know why it is. 
you know, well, I do know a DeMar Hamlin happened on live TV and that was an event. Right. Right. And, 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 we was, and, and we've talked about this all the time, how we attach way too much significance to what happens on the field, whether yeah. it's a player's success, giving them credibility or, or something, some, you know, unfortunate incident like this, you know, cause, you know, prompting people to donate millions of dollars to, you know, to a, to a, to a worthwhile cause that was yeah. out there all along. Right. It and again, I'm with go. you like, and not to take anything away from DeMar Hamlin, he did what he could do to bring attention to it and had raised, <laughs> raised whatever, a hundred thousand or $200,000 yeah. before his injury. But, but yeah, but why don't we care about Peyton Hillis, you know, saving his, his children's lives. Right. And so like, it's, it's interesting to me. And as somebody who I, I don't pick what gets covered in the national news and I don't get, but I just feel like there are, are, well, I don't want to speak for you here too, but for me, that's part of the reason that I wanted to pull the show away from, from being a sports show and being a, you know, and talking about, you know, what Everything. happened in the NBA this week, because these other things are way more important. And, 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 you know, both, you know, I think we can do much more good, you know, talking about what happened to Peyton Hillis. Right. And, 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 and also, you know, we'll, we'll get to our next story in a minute, but, but there's another, another very important, you know, uh, you know, you know, a here, a, a heroic hero story. Yeah. Yeah. And, We'll segue to that in a minute. So I, you know, I just I want to wanted to briefly with the, the the little platform that we do have. You know, if if you, however, you send out the positive energy, it's getting, it's getting bigger. We had a thousand downloads the in the last oh, month, our best month since we started doing the show. So people are you listening, know. but go to the, go to the website if you're listening and tell us how you feel about all this. You know, gradingtheworld.com. There's a red button that says send us a message. Click on the message and give us some feedback. We we'd love to, we'd love to hear whether we're aligning with our audience on this. Yeah, or... and, and you know, thank you for listening. And, and if there's something you would like yeah. us to talk about in grade, by all means. Yeah, and I do. Grade I, us too. And I, I, I want I want to also throw a quick note out to one of our fellow co-hosts at WXOJ, Ken Irwin, who was in France for the for the holidays and fell and broke his hip. And had emergency surgery in France, and he, you know, he said he woke up from the surgery. He doesn't speak a word of French. The doctors at the hospital didn't speak a word of English. But he somehow, you know, navigated his way through that, and he's back home recovering now. But okay. you know, he, he's got a long, long road ahead. And we love Ken. He's 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 one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. So get better, get well, get well, Ken. We love you absolutely. And so, look, however you felt inclined to throw your positive energy and love out there for DeMar Hamlin, you know, do the same for Peyton Hillis. Cause here's, here's just a father. This one hit me, right? Here's just a father who, yeah, who I, I, I would do anything I need to do to save my, my boys. And this is a man who saved his kids and is fighting for his life now. So, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever taken your kids fishing, but I'm sure you could, you know, that's something you could envision yourself doing with them, you know, being out in a boat with them at some point, you know, yeah, especially so, living where you live. You know, I, I'm going to give I mean, I, I I have heard again, we're recording Thursday evening, Thursday night. 
there's been positive news. It's coming a little bit slower than the DeMar Hamlin news was coming out positively, but there, it seems like things are positive with Peyton Hillis. And I, I hope that things continue to be. So, you know, I'll, I'll grade the doctors there in a, as, as they're doing everything they can to save this man's life. But I want to, I want to kind of give maybe a D to yeah, media yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, Right this, with you on this that. This can yeah. be covered, and because I just I I know how. Look, like watching, the, and and I don't want to make this about football because it's bigger than football. But like it, it, when you read when when I listen to stories and I, or I read stories about Demar Hamlin, and and things that he's been through as as high school, college, and the type of person he is, and like. You know, it, it brings all the work, all the work he's done in, in Pittsburgh, you know, for, right. like, for the I, I don't know if this is going to sound yeah. the right way at all. And, and I mean it with nothing but positive. But like this situation couldn't have happened to a better person. What I mean, I don't I'm not saying <laughs> I, I, I hope that didn't come out wrong. But yeah. Demar Hamlin, I have like if this again, I wouldn't want anyone to go into cardiac arrest in a football game. But if this happened to Antonio Brown. I don't have confidence that he would feel the love that was sent to him and put it back into the world. Right. He I, would probably get it. He would probably he get would the get same, it. get the same reaction from the fans of whatever team he, 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 right. roster he was on. But this, this young man, DeMar Hamlin is just, he's, he's an amazing person. He, he, yeah. everything I'm reading and hearing about him, he is an amazing young man. And so I'm confident that, He's going to take whether he plays another down of football again in his life. He is irrelevant. Yeah, he will right. continue going to, to, to do okay. good things for the world. Yeah, he, he is right. And so, you know, but it, when I, I take a moment and think about how everything that else is going on. But when push came to shove, we rallied around a human being like it did. My my eyes watered up a little bit thinking about it and reading about it and watching football over the weekend. And I'm like, oh, let's do this again with Peyton Hillis, but we don't. And then now here's another was story was that... was Peyton Hillis on a on an active roster? No, no, and that's the, another thing too. Right? That's exactly that that yeah. No, to your point, that's exactly why people don't care because he doesn't he doesn't affect gambling the gambling lines for the week or whether or not your team is going to win. So right. yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's have the same the same care and good vibes sent to, to Peyton Hillis that we did for DeMar Hamlin, because again, Peyton Hillis, you know, saved a couple of lives, you mm -hmm. know, and almost lost his own, but so yeah. Along yeah. those lines to segue now, and I'm sure this is a story we've heard, but I, I, again, don't feel like it's getting the same coverage and notoriety as the DeMar Hamlin story is this Virginia teacher uh, who, Abby, Abby's Werner is her name. Yes. Yeah. Who was shot uh, by a six-year-old. Yeah. First grade teacher. And apparently there was, you know, there was some sort of like, you know, the, the kid did something out of line and she, she went to correct him. And, and imagine this, Matt, in, in, in one of your classes, mm -hmm. where I'm sure you, I'm sure you and Jill have talked about this a lot this week or her in, in one of her kindergarten classes, you know, all of a sudden, you know, a, a six-year-old pulls out a gun and her, her reaction, you know, you know, she went, she went to, to confiscate the gun and had her arm out yep. and the kid shot her in the stomach 
through the through her hand, her hand. and immediate her first reaction was to get the rest of her class yeah. into another me. into another teacher's classroom you know she saved you know who knows how many lives you know obviously this kid was upset at the teacher and this was this may not you know have been a plan you know school rampage well, but you know this and and the, the the couple couple smaller details too apparently the 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 kid got the you know, it was it was the kid's mother's gun and mm-hmm. the gun was not properly secured in the house Obviously, and I mean, and if you if you you know this is the most important thing you can do if you have guns in your home and you and I have they have both talked about this you know, like I've owned guns you know, I, I don't now because I'm in New Jersey and it's it's you know the 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 bar you have to clear to plus I don't need one I'm mm-hmm. you know, I'm in the safest town in New, in New Jersey but you know the the most important thing you can do as a gun owner is if especially if you have kids but even if you don't is to make sure that gun is locked in a safe you know that you only you can access because stats show that even the most responsible gun owners are more likely that guns more likely to do harm to you or someone in your family or in your household than it is to be used against an intruder. So, so that's the lesson, the bigger lesson to be learned. The, the more specific direct lesson is this teacher is, you know, teachers are heroes every day and I'm not just, you know, kissing your butt here, but you know, th- this was, you know, we throw that word around a lot in this culture, but, and I agree with you that, that the, the stories have all been about kind of the, the shock of a six-year-old having a gun, but not that it was really easy for the six-year-old to get a gun and get it into, to a classroom, to a, a first grade classroom. And apparently this, this is the third shooting in the, this is in Newport News, Virginia. The third shooting, I think, in two years in the Newport News schools. Like in the last two years, have been an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old that have, you know, fired guns on school property. And this is yeah. the most serious well, it, injury, but... And it sounds like, so this, this particular incident, I think it sounds like there were kind of, threats made by this student prior to this happening. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And so it, it, it was sort of uh, predictable. I think not, not that anyone would ever take it. I, I guess I, I, from things that I've kind of heard is that there were some threats made prior to, um, but again, I just, I did, to tie it into sort of what I've been talking about again, is like, let's put this positive energy towards a teacher who is trying to go to school, make her and, 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 make a and, difference and, in children's lives. 25 years old. Like she's fresh out of college herself. Yeah. Like she's not, she's not a, a 30 year veteran teacher. You know, she's probably only been teaching a few years. And again, you know, every account, you know, from her principal and from yep. her fellow teachers is that she is the kind of teacher that you want your six-year-old to have, you know, dedicated, smart, you know, positive, you know, and apparently and, and yet, here she is, you know, but I, I would like to see, and I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know, Joe, you tell me, has Twitter been flooding 
it, it's platform with prayers for teachers or or not? No, no, Twitter's been more concerned with gas stoves this week, which so we can get, get to in a minute too. Right. So that, you know, I, I just, I'm kind of, so let me grade the, the Twitterverse and the social media world here and, and no surprise here, but I'm going to, I'll give you in, in this case, I'm going to, I give you an F again, because look, I don't want to make it about social media and I'm not blaming social media for it, but <clears throat> when you see the positive that it can do, I want to hang on to that. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a social media fan, but when you see the, the absolute positive that it can be, I'm just like, why can't it be more of that? Why can't it like, let's rally around these heroes yeah. and good stories instead of worrying about what the next crazy thing to trend to eat. Yeah. Is, and you know, I, I want to, I, I want to give, I want to give the Newport news school district a D minus because they have failed their students and their teachers. You know, they obviously are, do not have enough security and you've, you've even heard this from, you know, in the media, from other teachers at that school, that this is something that they've brought up. And, you know, the, the, there was a parent whose, whose child was in that classroom who has just been, you know, gushing about this teacher and yeah. said that they have brought these concerns to the district. So what, what concerns, because I'm, so I'm curious to, to hear about this. What concerns like exactly, because as somebody, like I can comment on that as somebody who I'm on my safety. Well, you are the security, school. right. And that's right. the thing that there's a lack of any security presence and not that you should have, you know, 12 armed guards and, you know, you wouldn't think that you would need metal detectors at an elementary yeah. school, but maybe they do in this district. You know, but yeah, I mean, I would say it, it sounds like and, and I don't like throwing my assumptions into stories like this, but that, but that's it, why we're here. Yeah, that it is. But so like it kind of sounds like, though, her training, whatever kind of training they did have it, it did because I don't know. I'm thinking like I don't know how you would realistically Right. Do you do avoid you do, the situation if a do, six do you, year old? Do you do any kind of this like crisis training for your teachers? We do. We do. So, and and I we actually have another. I have. To, I'm planning in the process now with my administration and the police department. We're training our soft barricade training for February, where we just kind of lock down. So this is a situation where you're you're unless you are searching back children's backpacks when they enter the door this type of unique situation is avoidable at school where I, I this and this is what blows my mind i i can't fail this these this child's parents enough i'm sorry i yeah. i i'm kind of sick to my stomach to hear like when you read you go down a rabbit hole and you hear other stories and, and now you're reading about this high schooler who's building some sort of bomb or device in their room and parents say, I had no idea he was doing it. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. Go into your kid's room. Again, like I, I, I be present in your child's life. So yeah, lock your guns up. Right. Like, so I, I'm, I don't like failing parents very often, but I don't know how you don't in this case. Uh, there's no reason why a six-year-old should know where it is, have access to it, and it's loaded, or the six-year-old know how to load it. 
Yeah, and be able to way, get it out, be able to get it out of the house and to school without and you know going. and know yeah. what to do with it, like know how it works, where to point it. What well, I think I think a kid can learn that from watching television. You know, like which again should be monitored. What is a six year old like? I, I don't watch Coco <laughs> Melon. SpongeBob. You know? I don't yeah. know. So, so will will this will this incident? Because I'm sure like. This is not something you anticipate at your school, but will this in any way change how you handle your role as your school's security person? You know, I was going to say officer, but it's not quite officer, right? Yeah, I mean, not really. I think really what you're still kind of planning for is more of an upset adult, more of an angered adult entering the building or... A, a, a random i mean the the data does show that a lot of these types of situations um the antecedent behavior the behavior prior to is domestic related so it's usually a domestic incident happening at the house and then that right. that spills over school. right yeah. right so we, or, we or in the case of older in the case of older students it's a it's a disturbed yeah. kid who who is who is acting out against you know other students that have bullied them correct you know or threatened them in some way yeah so you know but I, none, I, none I, of that seems in play here right no again, well, but what does seem in play is what the children what the child's history was with this teacher um and i'm curious i'm i'm gonna kind of be paying attention I don't. <laughs> are you are you scanning your classes, being like, "Oh, I yelled at that kid last week." No, sure I mean, no. Look, I, I, yeah. no, I, but I'd be driving myself nuts if that was. <laughs> you know, I, I seeing everybody in my my school building, but you know, I I don't know how if other things were brought to administration's attention prior threats, how that was handled, because I think that could have been a mistake. Um, what I do right. think will happen is more. Do you, do you do you feel like your district is equipped to to do proper intervention in, in that case? Like, you know, because for all we know, she she has had conversations with her administration about mm-hmm. this kid. You know, do you feel like if you if you had had this sort of brewing conflict with the kid and you went to your principal and said, I I think this has the potential to become, you know, a, a, a very, a very bad situation with this kid. Do you feel like they would respond properly? I do. I do. I, I do think we have, I mean, the school year is almost about half over. And I, I mean, I've had meetings with our police department in town, our school resource officer, and we have like a four, we have like somebody He's he's kind of like a truancy officer. Um, he's not a uniformed um, local cop, but he he works with law enforcement. He's kind of like the conduit between law enforcement and the school. Right. Um, we've had multiple meetings with them throughout the year. I I do think my town is very proactive in setting things up um, and and making sure that teachers' concerns are heard and dealt with. I, I do believe that. So I I do think. It would be, I don't know what can't, could be done. Like, that's what I mean. I don't know. 
at six years old, and this is another tough thing. Again, like we, we tread so lightly on trying to blame the parents because then again, when, when push comes to shove, I'm sorry for having to say this superintendents and other voted on officials, right? Hey, if I anger too many parents, I don't get revoted in. Right. Right. If I anger, if too many angry parents are sending letters to school committee, I don't get rehired. Well, and I'm sure, I'm sure there are a lot of angry, you know, there's at least 30 more angry parents at this right. elementary well, I, school. Now. You know, and, and it's yeah. unfortunate that something like this had to happen. I would hope that now you'd have a little bit more data to say, Hey, one threat, excuse me, one threat is one too many, but prior to like it could okay he's six keep documenting like that that i could see that being said okay he keep documenting we'll keep documenting yeah. well he's got a meeting coming up in a few months we'll address it then you know i don't know if this child is on an iep or anything like that that you know and that's i don't know if we'll ever find that kind of no stuff. I, I don't think i think pri privacy laws and, and, will probably right. prevent that yeah rightfully but, so you know so but i but but, but and, and 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 from what i from what i've read that that in virginia the kid six is way too young to even go through a juvenile trial so Look, no, it, nothing it, in the legal system nothing's going to happen to this kid the parents can be held liable and, and i think they should yeah i think they should i mean look unfortunately though like let, let's okay let's take a step back here um the kid is six whether what he knew he was doing what he didn't know what he grasped what he understood what he thought would happen I thought it would bounce off or I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Right. But right. Six is you and you have kids that age, like six is too young to understand fully the comp that, that your actions even have consequences. Right. right. You know, and, and now, that's, that's you know, something that's sort of, that's a lesson that you are trying to teach your kids every minute of every day. Right. You and, know? And, and I, I do, I, I do for, for a, a second or two, think wow now this kid again like in my opinion the parents and guardians in, in situations like this 100 percent should be held accountable because it was 100 percent it is 100 percent preventable right and it, you're it's negligent on your part i'm not saying you need to be sentenced to life but there needs to be some sort of punishment. And now what does that mean for this kid? Is this kid going into foster care? Is this, you know, is how is he going to get the help that he needs? Right. That's because the thing too. Clearly, if, you, if you put, and I think it's a single, single parent situation. Yeah. So if you put his mother in jail, like you said, what happens to the kid having a six year old who already, you know, thought it was okay to bring a gun to school and shoot their teacher over some probably petty, disagreement putting that kid into foster care and you know into you know even into a juvenile juvenile you know justice system is not gonna that doesn't mean a good outcome yeah so you know a, a few things stick out to me on this a i this teacher is an you can already tell an amazing human being to be able to keep her composure after being shot yeah and getting the rest of her class to safety you are a hero and and I, I I hope 
Twitter and all the other and, social media platforms. And, Let's and, flood her with positive. And, energy. and yeah, some of these prayers for for Demar Hamlin and Peyton Hillis. Let's let's throw them the way of Abby's Werner because she. Yes, she, yeah, th- I keep I keep referring to her and, and teacher. Yes, yeah. So yeah, there we go. What else do we got? Uh, well, the, I mean, with the, we've got we've got one one little me me you know insignificant in the context of these other things. I, I want to. I want to whine about the college football playoff system, but do you want to? I, not to. Not to. But you, you, you know, I, the end. Do you want to do Seattle? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's say, say. Oh yeah, so so kind of along the lines of this, um, you know, Canadian Supreme Court case against the manufacturers of Fortnite. The Seattle school district has filed a a, a, a was this a lawsuit? No, mm-hmm. let me go back and pull this up against social media companies you know citing the the psychological damage that they're doing to kids and we talked about this you know with the 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 dopamine you know reward system you know and how dangerous that is so again you know i'm going to give the seattle schools you know an a maybe an a minus because there's obviously a failure here if the if the the problem is manifesting itself enough to make it an issue where they're going to file lawsuits, but I will give them some credit for pointing the finger at these companies who obviously know that this is what their products do. In fact, they count on it. Mm -hmm. They bank on it. And that's why they're so popular and so widely used. And, you know, you know, the TikTok is the new one, but, it has really kind of transformed media in the same way that Twitter did when, when it, you know, went from being, you know, this, this service at, cause Twitter started as a service at South by Southwest for people to communicate within the, the festival and quickly exploded into this behemoth that it is now. And, I, you know, as much as I use Twitter and, you know, participate in it as a, as a media member, I, you know, Twitter is poison and, and TikTok to me is, 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 is the next level of, you know, dangerous poison. And, and so, so I'm, I'm fully behind these lawsuits and I, same with the Canada suit, I don't think it's going to, result in any kind of big settlement or any kind of, you know, TikTok's not, not going, not going anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, so just to, to quote this article from the AP that you had sent me, what the schools are, are claiming is that um, it's worsening children's and students' mental health, their behavior disorders, including anxiety, depression, disordered eating, cyberbullying, it's making it difficult to educate the students and, and schools are forced to now hire more mental health workers, school yeah, sites, more, more you know, school ABA, resource officers, more, more, more staff. No, yeah. Right? More, more and, assign more, more teachers to do kind of what you're doing is address these, you know, extra behavioral issues as if, as if your damn job wasn't hard as enough. if it wasn't, you know, enough. But to me, I, I agree with you. With, with what you were saying, your grades and all that, I don't think anything happens. I don't think anything's going yeah. to get shut down, but I, I kind of, I'm liking this flood of lawsuits. 
against these clients <laughs> because something something chalk that up to things we never thought we'd hear Matt say. I'm liking right. this flood of lawsuits. Yeah, but it, it, I, I hope it just brings more like real attention. Like, yeah, the, it's not just your teachers complaining that I can't get your kids attention. Like these are serious mental health behavior crises that are happening. And and, you know, like just I, I was reading an article about TikTok the other day, how. The. I, and again, I don't understand technology that well, but basically TikTok that is viewed in the United States has a different algorithm than TikTok viewed in China, where TikToks that to the videos that are viewed in China, the algorithm is such that it's it's all geared towards positivity and 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 yeah. invention and the betterment of people. Whereas the TikToks that we see here in this country are dances our fights, our well, food and, challenges, our, and, our nonsense. And to relate this to another story, the the and the, I think I shared this with you earlier in the week, the governor of New Jersey has mm. you know signed a bill that will introduce media literacy classes in the state public schools in the state of New Jersey, which I've been a huge advocate for. You know, I think, you know, we talked about this in the context of me with you know, multiple journalism degrees, how it takes me more time to determine whether a story is valid or mm -hmm. properly sourced than it does to read the story. And people don't, don't do that. People don't have the energy or the training to do that. So I think the more that we can do to help, and maybe this is what's going to happen in Seattle. Maybe this, this, you know, causes a, a you know similar programs birth there where you know some classroom time is spent towards helping these kids understand the media that they absorb and what it's do what it's what it can or or is can do or what it is doing to them here's a thought that i just had and we can move off from this quickly we're almost short on time i know you want to talk about the college football playoff uh, as, as i do too but do you remember like when we were growing up TV, it was just TV, right? It was just on. And yeah. then I, I, I want to say like roughly maybe around when I was like 10-ish, mid-90s-ish, late to mid-90s-ish, every show that came on had to have like a great TVMA, right. TVG, TVY7 to show and let parents know what well, and, and, it was and, that that and, show and, was. And, and beyond that, you know, when I – when I worked for the TV station in, in Idaho, we were over the air. And even as, as late as, you know, a few years ago, over the air television, you are required to broadcast, I think, 30 minutes or an hour of educational programming every day. Yeah. Of, and But now with cable and satellite and Netflix, it's just programming and they don't have that same obligation. And some of it was kind of hokey, like, you know, you know, we had we had we syndicated some shows like, you know, Reading Rainbow, but not every bit of, quote, educational programming was actually educational. Some sure. of it was just token. But that's not even that's that's completely out the window if your kids are watching cable. Well, so here's like a crazy thought, right? Like Matt and Joe, here we are. We're in charge of the world again. And here, I, this solution just popped into my head. But if you had some sort of 
filtration system with all social media content where the, this clip you are going to see, it is rated this. It is per, the purpose is this. And before you could watch it, before you could click it, before you could get involved in it, you had to go through however many layers, click, yep, click, yes, I, I understand, I agree, I understand, I understand. And then go ahead, like, maybe it takes something like that. Because part of the problem, too, now is you get stuck guilty. I'm, I'm guilty of this, too. You get stuck in these rabbit holes of just yeah. reading different things or watching different things. And then the algorithms fit what yeah. you're watching. To yeah, and link after link after link after link, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, you watch you watch one silly video for five seconds, and the next thing you know, the next day, you've got 10 of the same. And you're like, yeah. oh, all right, I'll watch this one, too. And then, you know, the more you watch, before you know it, you're an expert on, uh, you know. Yeah, well, and again, this is, again, this is why these lawsuits are good, because the systems are designed to do exactly that. Yeah. I mean, if I if I write a story about a particular particular TV show, you know, it, it leads to a lot of Google searches, you know, over that whatever couple of hour period where I'm working on that piece. And so when I open up my browser the next time, you know, the next morning, I've got link after link about Yellowstone or, you know, whatever it is, you know, never have I, have I ever, whatever that show was, you know, and that's, these systems are designed to do that, to, 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 build that waterfall when yeah. you go, when you, like I said, when you start down that road, it's then going to shove you as far down that road as it can until you find another path to take. And, and younger brains don't have that mechanism that you, that you have probably better than I do at this point to stop yourself and say, this, this is being fed to me. And I don't, I don't quite, I, it's not what I want anymore. Yeah. Where if you're a kid just clicking on TikTok after TikTok, it's just going to keep feeding you that until your brain is mush. And it's going to make you think that this, like, again, we talked about it before where, you know, between filters and, and what somebody puts on their social media it is not reality, is not real life. And, and who even knows what the reality of that individual's real life is? They could be right. struggling just as much as anybody, but you all may, Oh, look at all these cool vacations they're going on. I want to go to that beach too. And let me try to do this. And if it doesn't work for you, why didn't it work for me? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this enough. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm with you that, that these, 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 you know, things need to be interrupted. I don't think that mechanism that you describe of having, you know, you know, hoops or whatever. Through, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's 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 going to stop any of this. And we had we've heard this proposal that, you know, social media be restricted to 18 and over that we briefly mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Again, I don't think that has any legs against, you know, companies like Meta and Twitter and and this, you know, this Chinese parent company of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think I, I, I as much as I'd love to see some meaningful positive results come out of this we we the the theme of the show could be the dollar rules and and yeah. you know these companies have more have more, more dollars than me. more dollars and more lawyers yeah than than you or or than the justice department or 
you know, the Seattle school district. So again, I, I, I you know, again, to, to play my role of, of eternal pessimist here, I, 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 I like the ideas. I don't think they have any legs. But, you know, but I, I let don't underestimate. And I really hope this is the outcome. Parents and adults. I, I really think it, as an as an, an adult, as a parent, if you really thought that at the age of 10, giving your child a, a phone or an iPad would lead them into severe depression by the time they're 14, you wouldn't give them that at 10. But I, I, so I do believe, especially now, like my age parents, if I'm not in a school system, I don't know if I'm aware of all this stuff going on. Right, I'm right. aware of it because I'm in it. I am in well, it. Well, and you it see is. them, you see the mistakes that are made and, and how that manifests itself in a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Right, so I, yeah. I, what I, I, I agree with you. I just hope, and, and this is what I, I hope will happen, is more people are brought in the know they're not in the shadows anymore. You know, like the hood's not pulled over their eyes anymore and they see it for what it is. And they, it, I don't think it needs, I don't think it will ever be regulated enough by the government. I don't know if it should be, but I think it needs to be regulated more at home. And I hope it becomes that. Yeah. More and they, and, and that's what these things can do. Yes. You know, once, once enough school districts say, all right, we're installing a system that blocks, you know, you know, you know, although even that like you can't for safety reasons, especially if they're going to be school shootings, you can't, you know, there are devices that will block cell phone signals, but you can't put those in schools because when this that next six year old pulls out a gun, those parents are going to be trying to reach their kids and they should be able to. So we're we're, we're getting, getting close to time here. So we're going to slide on to a much less meaningful, but a little, a little easier to talk about topic. Sure. Although it's still me complaining, which you're all used to by now. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm going to be complaining with you on this one. So the college football playoff, the final game was 65 to seven. And I, I did not watch a lick of college football this season. So I'm not speaking from any authority, but if that's what your championship game results in, then your championship system is flawed. Yeah. And the college football championship has produced, a, you know, Ohio State and seven SEC teams as the as a champion. There have been, I think, Clemson five, is in there too. Yeah, well, it was Clemson, ACC, right? ACC, yeah. So, yeah. So, so the other ones have been Clemson, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Those are all the college football champions in this system. So I, I think the system needs to be, Oh, and the big thing this year was, Oh, TCU got in. Well, they got blown out in the final, but I think if I'm proposing a solution, if I'm putting on my commissioner, Matt hat for a moment, I'm opening the playoff up to 16 teams or more. That, and, and I think that's where they're trending towards. And because I agree with you, <clears throat> um, this clearly was not, the best two teams in the country. And I'm not quite sure if anybody really said TCU is, is a top four team, but I think what, what couldn't happen the way the system works is, all right, I can't have an, a, a basically undefeated big 12 champion. I can't ignore them. I can't right. not put them in because then you run the risk of, well, what, what are we even playing for? 
if I'm an undefeated Big 12 champion, they ended up with one loss. They lost in the actual Big 12 championship, right? But um, it, if <clears throat> they're not in the Big 12 championship, but the the, the, the last game of the, regular, the, the, the season there, right? They're, what are they even playing for? So I think they kind of felt like they had to put TCU in, and then TCU has the upset win over Michigan. Um, but I, I think it, it is a black eye for the college football playoff. I think it's better than an arbitrary, not arbitrary, but just a computer algorithm spitting out the top two, because I think there's something to be said for the eye test. And there's something to be said for people who watch all these games. Well, um, there's also something but, to be said for being decided on the field. And that's why I'd rather see it opened up to more teams and you and well, you know the, the you know talk about the the dangers. We can talk about the dangers of adding games to the schedule at another time. But I'd rather see three more rounds, you know, to the to the system, you know, and and you know more risk of head injury or Demar Hamlin style tragedy. Of, you could get rid of half of the bowl games, put those teams yeah. in an actual tournament. I mean, look, Michigan before the college playoff, the four teams, before that starts, there's like a 30-day layoff. Yeah. So th that in and of itself, you if you play one game a week, you're playing. That's that's a safe space to, to have another three rounds of three playoffs. Games, you know, so I, what I do think, and I'm curious, like, let me throw this out to you. I know it'll be a, a quick answer here, but is the issue not so much the college playoff, but the unbalanced, amount of talent like why is it that all these sec teams get the best recruits i mean I, I don't know what you do you can't tell them to stop but at some point like the ncaa if i, I don't know because it is i mean tcu is a good team they're, they're they will be have they'll they'll be putting a few players into the nfl that was yeah. they're, they're a good team that's a talented team well it this is it's but. the way of the world matt we see this everywhere in in our economic system too that even in entertainment where the haves are are the the gap between the top and and the next to the top let alone the top and the bottom is ob growing obscenely mm -hmm. and and you know the thing the thing about college football is success begets more success because yeah. now the, the Alabamas and the LSUs and the Georgias, I guarantee you Georgia with their two national championships in a row shows up with the top recruiting class in the country, right? You know, so at least top three. I mean, at least yeah. safe top three. I mean, I, I agree with you, and I think too, like what's what's an interesting part of the problem is, you know. Thinking about like Ohio State, for example, how many quarterbacks they had on their roster where they're just spitting out NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Alabama, same thing. I mean, at one point you had Tua, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. Yeah, like five in a row that are in the pros. Literally just spitting them out. I mean, Justin Fields at Ohio State, Joe Burrow transfers to LSU because he was sitting behind Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's so you just have a handful of schools who are getting all of the talent, all of the talent and the college playoff system, whatever, at least, at least now the kid, at least now the kids are getting, getting paid for their efforts and their success. Right, yeah. I, I, I like it as I think they should, but I think like to your point, 
the, what's wrong is that a college football playoff system is trying to, I'm going to use air quotes here, make it fair, but there's nothing fair about college football rosters in a sense that you've got the rich are getting richer yeah. and the TCUs are getting better. Same Cincinnati last year, you know, Cincinnati, an undefeated Big East champion. You put Sauce Gardner into the NFL. You had other NFL talent um, and they get blown out in the first round by, by Michigan, I think. And then Michigan gets mm. blown out by Georgia, you know? So it, it's, it, they're looking for a fair solution in an unfair system yeah well that's going to do it for us this week thanks for listening everybody we did not even get to the joe biden files which which you know there's a whole whole host of you know of things to talk about there you know you know it does he get impeached now and do we have the same sham where because his party controls the senate where mm-hmm. he's going to get impeached even though there's no hope of conviction you know and so we that again is it's just a further waste of the country's resources and energy that we're about to see. And this, the next, the next two years are going to be a giant poop show in Washington, with the with the split. And you know, you got your Marjorie Taylor Greens over here, you know, and the whole gas stove thing. We did not even get to that. We could could have done an hour on that. Yeah. Well, hey, you're going to have to tune in next week because we'll, we'll we'll try to touch upon these topics next week. We'll get to. So tune in for for even more. Stupidity next week, but but <laughs> a- a- Abby's Werner, get better, get healthy, so you can yes. get back in there and help your kids. Absolutely, Peyton Hill is too. Yeah. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.